Welcome to Tuesday's Boost podcast with me, Graham Farmer. Uh, today on the podcast, I'm going back to March of this year. Um, I created an event called Hack the DJ Milton Keynes for International Women's Day. Basically, we invited seven strong industry women to speak to a load of local DJs and give them their, their knowledge and advice. One of the conversations was with myself and Myrad. Myrad is Eats Everything, Sasha, Patrice Bommel's social media manager so we talked about social media we even created a social media checklist for djs kind of the basics you need and then kind of went into more depth this is the whole conversation i'll put the link to the checklist in the description of the podcast i hope you find it useful so we basically made this free ebook which is basically like i said a social media checklist of things we think you should be doing as djs and myself and my rad will talk you through it but first place Let's let Myra introduce herself and tell you about to herself. Just need some check. Oh yeah, it's working. Hi, um, I'm Myra. I am a digital marketing manager um, and I work specifically with DJs. Um, so I manage all of the online communication, digital marketing, social media for um, a bunch of different artists. At the moment I'm looking after Eats Everything, Sasha, Blomnish, uh, Patrice Bormel and Archie Hamilton. So yeah, my kind of day-to-day job is pulling together content from ev- everywhere, from all the different um, artists, projects, and all the different promoters, labels, and finding the best way to communicate from all of our key messages across social media and ensuring that we get the best reach and engagement on every post and that will grow pages and the presence of each artist. So. Amazing. Busy days. And- yes. Lots of lots of lots of scheduling, I guess. Lots of scheduling, lots of spreadsheets, lots of content, 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 content. So we've kind of bashed heads earlier in the week, and we've made this made this ebook. Uh, put yours on, uh, yeah. which um, we thought we'd just take things right from the very basics because we don't want to know that everyone's levels. So we, if some things become obvious, then it's then then. Um, Yes, apologies, but yeah, we've gone right from the very start. We just thought we'd go through some of the stuff that we think you should be doing before you even get started as a DJ, and then some of the stuff that's kind of regular that Myra's doing every day. Cool. Okay, so should we start first page? Yeah. Um, so first first point in here is set up your Facebook page. Um, important differentiation here between page and a profile. Obviously everyone has their own profile as an individual on Facebook, but you need to make sure you set up an actual page. Um, this is important for a number of different reasons. There's a limit on how, how many people you can um, have as a friend, as a profile. Um, you can only go up to 5,000, so you need to have a page in order to grow kind of big time over long term. Um, and then, go on. Yeah, and I noticed that uh, you, I guess using business mode for, for Facebook as well and for Instagram because it's just again you get more options than you do as a as a normal page. Yeah. Um, and we've put the links in the, the, on the page to tell you how to do that. Yeah, you get like a you can run adverts, which at some point will become relevant for everyone. And um, if you're if you're a business page on both Facebook and Instagram, um, B you get a, a more extended analytics really begin to understand what's working on your content um, and then you also sometimes get early access to different new features as well that come out um, so yeah make sure you're in business mode for sure and then the next thing obviously the next things i guess soundcloud mixed clouds against impro accounts 
and a Spotify profile, which a lot of people don't really have, and yeah. they should have it. And that's just a basic, go just to Spotify.com and register your, your, your usual DJ handle. Yeah. Um, if you are releasing music, you can link your playlist that you're making from your private page onto your actual um, discography page on Spotify. Um, but even if you're not releasing music, if you're on Spotify, you can still just create a profile and playlist in there, much as you would as a normal user, and then drive fans to create those playlists. Yeah, Spotify for me is the, 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 one of the biggest things now for artists because it's just that's where you're getting all your listeners. That's where the, that's where the, the general public listens to music now, which is where you, you're you're going to get more fans quickly. And there's a lot of tools in there that yeah. can help you grow as an artist. And playlist, playlisting, playlisting is one of the major things. Yeah, playlisting is really important. Um, it's a really easy thing for everyone to do. Um, it's a great way for you to kind of communicate your brand and your identity as an artist. Um, as well as actually growing the following within Spotify so that when you do release music you can just drop your own tracks in there and you'll have kind of instant instant plays from those regular fans of your playlist. It's also again the the, the, the basics of a DJ curating music, creating music okay. in an order. So yeah. you know it's very simple. It's you're gonna find new music in within that program because it's nearly everything's on Spotify now. Nearly everything, apart from some niche stuff on Bandcamp, but, you know, <laughs> right, of course. Uh, yeah. So the, ne the next thing we kind of looked at is which, which tools you should use. Kind of, I made a list and you've, you've got even an advanced list because you use some, some mega stuff. Mm. Um, but I kind of went through the, the real basics of things like page, use, having pages manager on your phone, having ad manager on your phone for Facebook, using iMovie, um, having a program called Canva for designing, doing quick, um, assets, images, and content for social media. It's so it's free. It's quick. It's a really good piece of kit. Um, and I'm now using it so much. I, in fact, I even made this ebook in Canva. That's that's how that's how good it is. Um, things like Instagram reposts. Things like there's a Pulse app, which is for SoundCloud, which tells you where your tracks are being listened to. It's a stats app for SoundCloud. Um, Artists stop Spotify app. It tells you where your tracks are being played, um, and things like there's even little things like cuts. I use a thing called cut story. It basically takes my videos and cuts them into story length, 15 second yeah. strips. You know? Yeah, stuff like that's great. I also have another app which I live and die by, which is called InShot, um, and on there you can add music to videos. You can um, resize for any different platform, any different dimension. Um, you can add effects, filters, loads of stuff. That's really handy. The next, the next thing we, we thought we went through is how you come up with content as a DJ, and we kind of asked some questions that we've on the checklist. You can, you can ask your, ask yourself basically, like, what are you into outside of music? These, these things all build your, can build your story online, you know, build your, build your presence. Um, what subgenres of your main genre do you like? What other music can you talk about that's not just the main stuff you're talking about? Yeah, I think with, when you're kind of thinking about your content, you always need to come up with a bit of a content strategy for your set. Um, so working out what are your priority messages that you want to communicate online. So, um, you know, if you really, really, if you, if you play vinyl and you really want to hammer that home and you're a real record digger, that's, you know, an angle that you really want to push, then you need to make sure that, that you've got posts in there kind of every couple of weeks showing you with vinyl, vinyl shopping, 
um, you know, with your collection, that kind of stuff. Um, if there's other particular messages that you want to communicate, I think, like what you were saying, building your brand outside of just music, um, really helps people to get to know you as a person, um, really understand you and, and see you as more of a three-dimensional character. So make sure to address like your other interests, your personal life, that kind of stuff gets really good engagement um, on all platforms really. Yeah, I guess if you're I guess if you're making music, those spinning clips just they're just nailing at the moment. Like, yeah. As much as I can't, I don't really like them. They really do. They do. They do work. So just use them. What, what's working? Just use it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anything to do with kind of behind the scenes in the studio, that's really great content. Um, on the road, like when you know you want to be making sure that you recap every single gig that you're playing um, with a good bit of video or a really great photo that sells the reaction to your sets so that you know, it, you're really showing people that you're making moves in the club so it's not just like a video. Make sure your poli um, quality is very important when it comes to that kind of stuff. You want a crowd going off, otherwise don't post it. You know. um, but yeah, showing kind of any gigs that you have behind the scenes in the studio and then your personal life and your other interests that kind of will build you out as you know taking all those main boxes. The next thing you touched on was uploading music and I'm obviously a big fan of that so using things like SoundCloud, MixCloud and even Instagram, uploading music to Instagram making sure that that is a big platform now and people are discovering music that way you know. Uh, using private SoundCloud links to send music out because you can just track stats, you can track when people have listened to it, and it's a really, still really, really valuable. But for me, I have a receiving music, I can't stand Dropbox, and yeah. it's yeah. receiving a sound balance is a priority for me. Yeah, and um, the other thing kind of about uploading music is making sure they can have a set somewhere online, like on SoundCloud or MixCloud, so that you can point promoters to say, okay, this is, this is what my set sound like. You know, whether that's a live recording or a mix that you've made at home, you need to kind of show people what the product is that you're delivering when you go to the club. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we, we just got one of our artists booked because he had a live, the, the promoter only wanted to hear a live mix because they wanted to hear what he played in the club as, in, as in, under things like pressure and, you know, different lighting and the mixer wasn't working. He, wanted, he really wanted to hear what that, what the, what the, what, what that, Mix was like, you know. Yeah. So having one that's in the studio and having one that's live is, is, is you know, really good. Um, also, if I'm from a, from a from a website point of view, I someone comes to me and goes, "Can I have a mix on the site?" I will literally go and look at their sample and see what they've done before and if they've yeah. previous mixes. And if they're not even putting them out themselves, then why yeah. should why should I give you one? You know? Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Um, the next, yeah, the next thing we want to talk about is user insights. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to, you obviously look at lots of stats all day and <laughs> stats are your friends. Yeah, stats are your friend, insights are your friend. So everyone has access to insights on Facebook and um, on your Facebook, any Facebook page and on Instagram. Um, I think we'll probably talk a little bit about Instagram today as I think that is a very, very important platform for everyone. Um, so if you actually go into your Instagram page, find the insights like in your settings, um, it gives you some really interesting information. So you can always see every week like, the difference in engagement from the previous week, 
the difference in the actual reach of your phone. But the feature that I like, oh, Mike. sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the feature that I like the most is um, is the content feature. So if you actually within your insights, you have a look at the content. Um, you can then sort your content by um, the highest engagement in the last year, in the last week, in the last month. Um, you have a, a bunch of different options, um, and you can therefore you can actually see what's the top performing content on your um, on your Instagram. You can just see that as a summary, and that gives you a really clear idea of what to do more of and what to do less of. You're noticing that. You know, you, you look at that and right down the bottom is, a, is like a lot of flyer posts or um, kind of graphic images which just aren't really connecting. Then you need to take that feedback and you need to make a change and look at the, the content that is working and do more of that. That's the most important thing I can communicate about social media management than anything. Look at what's working and learn from that. Yeah, test, test and learn, test and learn yeah. all the time. And it is it's trial and error. Sometimes I'll post something, you know, that we have, the whole team's really, really confident, this is going to be amazing, it's going to do really well, and then it doesn't. And then it's kind of up to me to go analyse and look at it and go, okay, well actually maybe the tone wasn't personal enough, or maybe the lighting wasn't as great as it could have been on that video or that photo. Just have a look and think about, okay, why did that not perform as I might have liked it to? Yes, hashtagging. I think hashtagging is important, definitely. Um, I, I think don't get too stuck on it, um, but I think, yeah, definitely work out what hashtags are right for you. Um, definitely genre hashtags, any hashtags that relate to the place which you are. Um, you can actually search um, and find kind of like what are the trending hashtags um, at each moment in time. If you have a look and go on the search, you can see recommendations of different hashtags. Um, you can get deep into it, but I would say it might not be the best way to spend your time. Um, so just go with kind of what feels natural, you know, kind of go down to five, ten different hashtags that you feel right. Don't hashtag other DJs' names. That's a pet for me, but that's just me. Um, yeah, genres and locations and the labels that you're on and any, anything you're associated with. Um, and always tag the location. Tag the location in every post, that's really important. Because um, it, it puts you in the location streams. Um, it's just, I think there's, there's a crazy statistic, it's something like you get um, as much as 60% more engagement if you tag those. Um, that's just such an easy win. Um, yeah, think about the time you're posting, that's, that's obviously a really important thing. Again, you could use your insights to analyse what's the best time to post. So you can see when the majority of your audience are online in your insights. Most, I find, across most of my artists, it's about 6pm UK is a good time for Instagram, but just double check against, against your own insights. Is that because you have they have global fan bases and you have their people are rising in the states and yeah that's the, that's the, the, the perfect time because you catch Europe and you catch North America and South America. Yeah, they're not charging up. Okay. Um, and then I guess are we uh, completely out of battery?
Got about one minute to talk fast. Okay, cool. And then, and then let's go. The last, the last section here is, uh, which you said is all about using all the features. Yes. So making sure that you are. I mean, my most important point for this is: Are you using Instagram stories? If not, why not? It's amazing. Um, you get such an incredible um, amount of follows and interaction from there. So, I mean, there are a lot of people that go on in, onto Instagram and will only look at stories. It's such a useful tool and it's just as important as your main feed. So you need to be using the two of those in tangent with each other. Yeah, use live, use stickers, use questions. Gifts on your stories. There's just so much you can do with stories. Again, you can get really deep into that if you want. I went to a talk at Instagram just about stories and it was next level. Like People are, people are crazy about them. From a, from a Spotify point of view, I... Make sure you get followers on your artist page once you start releasing because you get free exposure from Spotify and release radar. Yes. The more followers you have on your artist page, the more the more release radars you basically hit it onto, which gives you yep. free exposure. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, definitely need that. And then obviously the playlisting feature, which we talked about, is really important as well. Um, Facebook, because they want to push their new products. So when those new products come out, if you make use of them, you should get higher engagement on those posts and those um, stories. Amazing. I, I, I do that as well. This is great. Yeah. Every time there's a new feature, it's like, I want to, uh, yes, I want to use that as quickly as possible. Oh, we have questions. Right. Oh, we've got lots of questions. Mike Mayer. Um, how do you go about uploading videos and mixes onto YouTube or Facebook without getting deleted? Um, well, YouTube wouldn't really, generally, we don't upload mixes onto YouTube. Um, well, you can try and keep those to SoundCloud. Well, I know, when you see videos of um, DJs mixing, and yeah. they have their own channels and then actually mixing, like, how do they have it? Have to so you can actually upload other people's music on YouTube, you just can't claim the rights for it. it. Do you have to yeah. write something else? No, it just means you can't monetize it, and it means that the label that own it can then claim um, Claim those rights on the back end, so you yes. just won't get any money for it. Basically, they'll they'll take the money. Yeah, yeah. I've loaded the music to. Yeah, we do that all the time. Uploading music, yeah. to, especially mixes, because. Yeah, they on get, YouTube. Yeah, they get loads. YouTube. of get loads of exposure on them now. Well, actually, sometimes more than sort of soundcloud now. Which really? Is, yeah. Interesting. Um, and those short videos on you, the short seven minutes on YouTube is a really good time for video. Yeah. If you're doing a mini mix, do do seven minute mini mixes. Yeah. And do them once a week. And then you just can't monetize them, but then why would you? Yeah. Well, you don't need to. Yeah. It's exposure to you, basically. Who has any questions? Hey. Well, it's. Hello, I'm training for Facebook Boost. Um, is it a good thing or not? Because over the years when I've been doing it, I'll get like, you know, a few hundred from India and a few hundred from Africa. <laughs> and even though I'm really demographic. It's not actually hitting the target audience at all, as far as I'm concerned. So, what, what, do, you, what do you say on that? Um, when you when you actually are doing the boost, are you targeting the boost? Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I boost a lot of stuff. Um, I think it's really good to boost on promotional posts. If you are having a problem, I have had that problem in the past. 